Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. Uh, we'll explain a little bit more about the show, but Tanner, let's jump in with the warm-up that we do on every duo show. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so as I've told you before, uh, well, I don't know if I've told the listeners this, but I'm actually looking <laughs> for a house right now, um, mm-hmm. and it is, uh, what, a, what a fun experience, uh, especially where we live in Utah. The market is red hot, and it got me thinking. For the warm-up, let's say that you are running a campaign uh, for your players, and they have a home base. Now, if you could put one super cool feature or room or or whatever in that home base, what would it be? (laughs) So uh, I gave a different answer. So for listeners, a little bit more on what happened last time. There were some technical difficulties. I made a big boo-boo, but we won't go into that. So I have a different answer than what you asked me last time. Um, this time, I would put in a hobo. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, let me explain. So uh, essentially, the, the home base would be like a keep or like a big mansion or like even a house, you know. Mm-hmm. In the basement or in one of the, the guest rooms, there is a hobo that lives there, right? And uh, for the most part, he doesn't bother the the adventuring company or whatnot. Uh, and if they hmm. ever try and get rid of him, they find out that he is incredibly hard to get rid of, like ridiculously hard, like God level hard. <laughs> and uh, essentially the the group can either try and get rid of him a lot or eventually maybe try and convince him to train them a little bit because he is very martially skilled, but he is essentially just a hobo. Okay. I like it. I like it. So it's kind of like a hidden quest essentially. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, just seeing and, how, uh, yeah. Well, also, um, you know, kind of a place that they could go to for wisdom or not, or, 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 you know, comedic value. I think the hobo would just be there for whatever I need him to be there or her there, I guess. I just think it would be funny. <laughs> I like it. Um, for mine, uh, my original answer in the other one, <laughs> the failed recording, was uh, I wanted like a secret cave or something that essentially... Uh, like they could continue to try and beat and they'd get further and further as they leveled up, you know, away from the home base. And then when they came back, mm-hmm. they'd give another try. My answer has changed. Uh, I would actually have a specific, it's almost akin to your hobo, uh, but probably more, uh, more like I would have a close town or a group of servants, just basically people that are very near and close and that you can kind of, uh, as you do things for, uh, that it enriches the surroundings, right? Just kind of like, uh, kind of raises everything up. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Like you kind of, your actions affect the city in a way. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice way to make, uh, make the, the players not feel like they have to, in order to have excitement or purpose, they mm-hmm. don't have to leave home, right? Which I feel like mm-hmm. is more true to real life. Uh, and it can kind of bridge that gap between like, oh, your adventurers who just go out into the world and also your adventurers who are people too, you know? Mm-hmm. As in like you got that. a home, you got neighbors, you got to help those neighbors too. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, uh, continuing on with the show, Uh, Listener, this is How to Be a Better DM. Uh, This is a show where Tanner and I, uh, we help you 
learn how to craft better stories as you DM sessions of Dungeons and Dragons 5e. I'm Justin Lewis. I've been doing this for uh, eight months now, and I've been DMing for a little bit longer than that. And uh, my co-host is Tanner. Hey, everybody. So happy to be back. And Justin, great to see you. Good to see you, too, even though I can't see you per, uh, perfectly right now. Uh, but mm-hmm. I can hear your voice and I can imagine what you look like, which is good enough for me. Um, <laughs> a couple things to mention before we get to We're going to have some announcements at the end of the show, so kind of stick around for that. We have a special super secret announcement. Uh, this is kind of the first one that we've had of this kind, so you'll have to listen to it to, to know what it is. But um, we're also happy to have done our March one-shot a couple weeks ago, which was super fun. And... <clears throat> We'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of today's show, uh, but I will be leading uh, next month's, or I guess this month's, one shot. So if you want to sign up for that, listen at the end of the show for the link, and we'll give it to you there. <clears throat> Anything you want to mention, Tanner? No, I think we're uh, great to launch in, especially because I love cool. the topic. Yes, excellent, excellent. So today we are talking about you know, your Dungeon Master set setup. And we've kind of separated it into online and in-person. Naturally, online has a little bit more just because in-person, a lot of the things that you use are both online and in-person. So we're going to start by talking about only the online aspects first and then go to in-person. And I'll start. First, let's start with Dungeon Alchemist. And this is just one, I guess it's the name for what I use. It's basically a Kickstarter that I backed a year ago that's now available on Steam. I think they actually released it all out. But it's an AI-assisted way of creating battle maps really quickly. So you draw, like you use kind of a rectangle module, and then you click a check mark, and then essentially it builds this 3D room in front of you that works perfect for battles. And you can actually upload that to, to Roll20 and things like that, and other other systems. And uh, <clears throat> it's really cool because it auto-populates everything, but you can still edit it and and move things around. There are t- uh, are a few other kind of options like this, but I backed Dungeon Alchemist and I, I'm, I've been really happy with it. So that's my first one. Okay. That, that's awesome. And so with that one, uh, have you found that you've been able to run basically every type of adventure you've had, honestly? Uh, yes. To be honest, I only use that online because I prefer the more uh, physical battle maps when I'm in person. But you can, if, if you do use a screen, like I know some DMs have that table with the screen kind of set in it. And I know Caden's been looking at getting something like that for himself, but uh, you can definitely use it for that. Um, it's it's really nice and it has a lot of options and it's only going to get more filled out as more people use it and it keeps going on, you know? Great. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my go-to with online uh, playing is Roll20, which I'm sure... <laughs> Uh, 90% of the people listening to this, uh, at least if you've tried to uh, to run a, a session online, honestly, it's it's outstanding. Uh, basically, you know how uh, since the pandemic hit, basically everybody talks about Zooming and Zoom kind of has a corner on the market. <laughs> yeah. uh, essentially, Roll20 has a corner on the market uh, for the most part with online uh, D&D, right? Uh, so what, yeah. uh, what Roll20 is, basic level uh, is a platform where you and your friends can all join uh, join online uh, you can each have control of your characters the the GM can kind of preload maps onto there 
they can populate different uh, different enemies, you know, different uh, treasures, things like that. Basically, they can set up their entire adventure, get it ready. Players can hop on, and then the the DM can kind of run them through the adventure. And this is all online. It's amazing. Wow, I I too love Roll Twenty. That's actually what we used for the one shot, <clears throat> and what we will be using. Um, there's all sorts of tools out there. Uh, the, the kind of the purpose of today's show is to show you that you don't have an excuse because most of these are free or really cheap. Um, so you, you know, you don't have an excuse of not trying D and D as a D, uh, a DM. So, yeah. Um, and, and so honestly, if you're going to do, if you're going to try online, I would say start with roll 20. Uh, they mm-hmm. make it very simple. There's also a billion like guides on their own website that can really help you out with that. Uh, yeah, you can get familiar. Honestly, you can preload everything, which as a DM, that's huge for me because I, I don't know. When it's in person, it's a little hard getting everything out. The benefit yeah. to online <laughs> is you can just, okay, I've got my map ready. Uh, and, and another feature that's amazing about Roll20, you have different layers, essentially, mm-hmm. of view of visibility. Like the players have a mm-hmm. certain level. And then the GM, uh, sorry, DM, uh, has a, <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then the DM has another layer. So you can put all your monsters, all the hidden things there. And then they walk into the room, you know, they walk into the dungeon and suddenly you got three slimes, which you already preloaded. You had it on the DM level and then you just appear, make it appear. It can even have a health bar if you want that. Um, mm-hmm. So super simple. Excellent. Uh, so now th- those are kind of our two main online options. Um, now let's talk about in person. Uh, I'll talk about kind of the one that I use, um, I-, I guess, more personal to me. So I prefer physical terrain tiles and minis. <clears throat> and and for Tanner, I'm kind of starting at the bottom. But um, yeah, I prefer fine. physical terrain tiles and minis. When I first got started, I used XPS foam and kind of cut it and, and crafted it and sculpted it, I guess, and painted it. Uh, I found that was a little bit... Um, not durable like I wanted and it was kind of stuff was breaking off and it was a little bit messy. Uh, luckily I was able to get a 3d printer and since then I've been 3d printing some terrain tiles and doing things like that. And I find that to be, uh, much better in my opinion, because, uh, it's much more durable and you can really customize it if you have 3d modeling, modeling experience. Uh, it's definitely a little bit more kind of in the advanced realm of the hobby, because 3D printers, I think the cheapest is like 150, um, which is still pretty cheap considering. But uh, I love 3D printing. If you're on the fence about it, you should definitely hop in because it is incredibly fun. You you won't realize how much things, how many things you can 3D print until you start, and you're like, wow, why have I not 3D printed everything before? Anyways, uh, but I use that to 3D print terrain tiles, and for that you can find most of the STL uh, of the terrain online. And then if you just get, uh, there's a, a free 3D modeling software called Blender. I use that to kind of mesh these terrain aspects to just simple square tiles. And then for the minis, uh, my brother lets me use his resin printer and he has a lot of STL files on that. And we kind of uh, do, we team up on that a little bit. But uh, that is one of my biggest recommendations for physical maps and, and terrain. If you don't have a ton of money, that's a very good DIY option. Okay, so I had a question about that. Sure. Uh, can it do more complicated things? Because I, I picture that it's easy to do like tiles, you know, <laughs> maybe walls. Uh, but what yeah. if you wanted to do like a tree or or who knows what, like just something sure. more complicated? Is that simple? Um, 
You mean the modeling aspect? Yeah. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> so the modeling of trees is not super simple. Um, the nice thing is there's so many things online that are free and other things that are cheap. Justin here from How to Be a Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm going to be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jolland is a six-foot-tall Earth Ganassi, and he has tan skin that is almost the color of Red Canyon rock. He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut-colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch. He's, he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxuries clothing because he was a very successful businessman, and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer, though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Okrendel in Northern Gast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person, and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge so badly, and for what, go to SessionZeroStudios.com slash PactNBoon, that's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N, and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Pact and Boon is released. Um... And, and the nice thing is as well that you can, with this 3D modeling, you can actually repurpose a lot of different things. So <clears throat> I guess one example is, say you get an STL that has a bunch of really interesting textures on it. You can kind of chop that, chop that down until you get like a square of that simple texture. And then you copy and paste that into tiles onto your larger square. And then you have, uh, you know, a three by three square of the, the terrain you were looking for. And uh, okay. that's one one thing I'd really like. As far as trees go, I would say, you know, just... <clears throat> and again, my brother has like thousands, maybe, uh, maybe thousands, thousands or so many STL files. And uh, he's let me use like a lot. And uh, it's been so nice because I've just been able to 3D print. And uh, the, also another thing about trees that I'd, I'd add is if you're into 3D printing them, you don't necessarily have to 3D print the whole tree. You can kind of 3D print the trunk up to a certain point as if it were a stump and just kind of, you know, like give perspective of like there's something there. Obviously, it would be cooler if it's there's like a full tree. And another thing I've seen other people do is, is you actually just go out and like to hobby stores. They have miniature trees that you can buy that are relatively cheap. Uh, you know, it's kind of in the same way that you get flocking and, and things yeah. like that. Um, you can get stuff like that that's really cheap. And I've even seen people in in doing underwater themed. They actually just go to the aquarium and get <laughs> kind of stuff that you'd put in an aquarium. Or not the aquarium. They go to the fish store and, you know, stuff like that. So The um, little treasure chest, yes. I, I no, get yeah. it. And, and, and even like the, <laughs> the, 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 like the kelp, mm -hmm. you know, they, they get that. Um, Caden actually 
one time he was like, why don't you just use giant rocks? And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I could do that. I could just go outside <laughs> and get rocks and then put them on the thing and they're boulders, you know? So um, you just have to be creative and, and kind of think outside the box. I love it. Um, speaking about, you know, actually, no, this isn't thinking outside the box. I take it back. Bad transition. But um, <laughs> bad segue. But uh, YouTube and Spotify. Can I just, I'm mm-hmm. just going to give you a shout out. Um, I found it super useful, especially if you're playing with friends, which a lot of people are, right? Uh, some people mm-hmm. are more open to just playing with someone they met online, and that and that's great. Uh, but either for that or with friends, uh, it's really useful to set a tone through music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that Spotify, uh, you can find many different playlists online on Spotify uh, or on YouTube that are just literally atmospheric for D&D. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just amazed every time I go on, cause I'm like, oh my goodness, this is exactly the feeling I, I wanted to put a creepy feeling out or, oh, I wanted to have an upbeat village kind of situation. And, and every time I'm just blown away at the options I find. And it's perfect when they're coming in, you know, after you have your banter, like among mm-hmm. friends and everything, just play that, you know, maybe turn it down a little bit, do a recap and everybody's in it like immediately. You know, agreed. Uh, one thing I will say, I I prefer Spotify more when you have an external speaker or like an Alexa or something. YouTube is much more useful when <clears throat> you have a computer, and I, it's it's tough because I love both of them. YouTube is super useful when you want to play music and also sound effects. So if it's raining, you can play like ASMR of rain at the same time in a different tab, you have open the music that you want playing and kind of get that double effect. You can't necessarily do that with Spotify as far as I've sound, I've found, but I know that there are some um, D&D soundboards out there. And uh, in future episodes, we're going to kind of dig deeper into those and investigate and see which ones we prefer and things like that. So kind of stay tuned. But the next thing I like to have is the D&D Beyond Combat Encounter. Uh, I love that because I'm not awesome at kind of using my pen and paper to keep track of things in the combat, uh, keep track of whose turn it is and how many hit points everyone has. The combat encounter is super nice, especially if everyone's using D&D Beyond on their phones because then when they roll things, it just kind of automatically puts it in there, especially initiative um, and, and their health. You actually get to see their health, which is nice as a DM. But uh, uh, there are also all other options for kind of combat trackers. Uh, I just particularly like D&D Beyond because it, it also meshes with the guidebooks that you can buy online and kind of directly input the the data and information for the, the monsters you're fighting. So I, I personally like that. No, yeah, I, I really like that because it, it sounds like a much better alternative to uh, what I usually do, which is having all the tabs in the world open <laughs> and then just having a piece of paper that has the like turn order or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. both of which are ineffective and I advise against them. <laughs> um, so yeah, the next one that I want to just touch on briefly, and it's super simple, like this is basic, mm-hmm. <laughs> like as basic as you can get dice. Uh, now I know that everybody, well, honestly, not everybody, but a lot of people do have their own dice, uh, as a DM, something that you really need to consider is that, uh, especially if you're playing with newer players or players who aren't even sure that they want to play but you want them to play, there's a good chance they're not going to splurge on dice and that, and that they might just show up to the session after work or, or after whatever, and maybe they didn't bring their own dice. If you have mm-hmm. a few extra sets of dice 
that can make the world uh, like mean the world for them, especially because a lot of people really enjoy the physical dice rolling over having an online or or an app roller, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, I would just add, if you are going to use dice, make sure you know how to use the dice um, and you know how to teach people to use the dice uh, with one of the downsides of using the app or D and D beyond app is that you kind of get lazy in how to calculate things. And when you actually have to do, you forget and things like that. But, uh, uh totally agree. Uh, the next one that I like is the dungeon master screen. And, uh, I never really realized how useful it was until my brother gave me his old one and I started using it. And I play D and D with my wife and she's wonderful and I love her, but she also is somewhat curious and tends to look at what I'm doing and always wants to sit next to me, which I love, but, uh, having a DM screen there is very nice to be able to to hide the hit points, the monsters we're fi- they're facing, uh, just really all the things that as a DM you don't want your players to know because they're terrible at not metagaming. Um, I also like how the DM screen has some quick references there that are just really useful to be able to look up and see things and kind of, especially the the one that saves my butt all the time is the the difficulty DC uh, setter, I guess. So it's just like when something's very hard, it's 25, uh, and, and it helps you set the DC for any random check for me in the moment. It's like, Oh, I don't know how hard that it, it's pretty hard, I guess. I don't know. I can just look up at that and kind of fix a number in my head and, and, and roll with it. So that's essential in my opinion. Do you love these podcast episodes, but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading? information rather than listening to it. Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that frankly no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week. Yeah. Uh, roll with it being literal, of course. Um, <laughs> lol. Lol. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, I think that the DM screen is very important because as a DM, you are not trustworthy. You are a secretive person and it's important. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but honestly, Love it. I've been, I've been meaning to get one. And Justin, you've sold me on it. Uh, yeah, it's worth it. Okay, so next one, uh, also another way to keep your plans hidden, is Google Docs. Uh, now, maybe you might be kind of old-fashioned. Uh, sorry, sorry, not going to accuse <laughs> you of anything like that. Not old-fashioned. Rather, maybe you're more tactile and you like to write mm. it down. Uh, that's mm-hmm. always an option. Uh, for me, I personally enjoy using Google Docs to write out uh, my plans for the adventure, right? And especially if you're trying to create a scene, having a specific, even if it's just a sentence or two, describing how the caves like appear and what like how water is dripping from the stalactites and how, oh my goodness, it's mixing on the floor with blood. You know, sometimes you can't just come up with and like my description, just barely. That was not very evocative. <laughs> However, if I thought I, it was. I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. But honestly, I think everyone would do better if they could just like uh, lay out bullet points. Okay, this is my plan. 
And here are a few different options depending on the player's uh, choices, right? And, and even further, uh, when they go into specific rooms, here's a couple of sentences about the description that can really get them in, in place, right? And then mm -hmm. if you have different creatures, let's say that you've ignored our advice about the D&D uh, &D Beyond Combat Encounter uh, Tracker, mm -hmm. right? And you like the idea of pulling up, up a bunch of tabs like I've done you could always link to those different creatures, right? Or link, like in the Google Docs, have links to the treasure uh, that they're going to find. Whatever it is, the Google Docs kind of just a nice place to keep it, and you can also reference it and work on it from your phone if you're not at home, right? Mm -hmm. I, I like that aspect a lot. Um, I think the, the biggest reason <clears throat> we put this list together and like there are things that aren't on this list is because most of the things on this list are cheap or free. And that's one reason why Google Docs is such a good uh, good resource because most people have phones nowadays. So, um, you know, there's no reason not to use it. Um, one other one that you might consider, uh, it's kind of it kind of goes in line with what I was saying earlier about, uh, you know, physical maps and and uh, this is one actually Tanner brought up earlier, but, you know, having, maybe you don't have like a full map, but you can just, you know, get out gridded white paper, gridded whiteboards, or even, I, I know some people kind of have like roll mats, they roll out and there's a grid and you, you use your whiteboard markers on it. That's a great way to do it because it's quick, easy, efficient, um, and it's customizable because you can whiteboard draw what you need and then erase it and, and you're good to go for the next time so that's another great option yeah and if you're worried about your artistic skills honestly don't uh <laughs> it's if you can just do some kind of wonky uh circle with an opening uh, congratulations you got a room right for sure um so yeah i love that well honestly i think that was most of what i wanted to cover excellent yeah same here um thank you guys uh thank you listener for listening to today's show. We really appreciate the support. And if you guys get a second, make sure you rate and review us wherever podcasts are being listened to so that way other people can enjoy the goodness that is how to be a better DM. As I said, uh, make sure you stay tuned after this to hear some announcements and even a message from one of our sponsors, wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, but thanks, Tanner, for, for hopping on the show and thanks, listener, for being here. Um, anything else you want to say, Tanner, before we sign off? Uh, no, other than everybody who's listening to this, we're very grateful that, you know, you're even paying us any attention at all. <laughs> uh, we, we love to help you, but we, even more importantly, I love to just be involved in your lives. Exactly. I, I love getting talked to by people who listen to the show and they're, you know, they say things like, wow, thanks for helping me do this or that. That's just so cool. So, but we'll, we'll see you guys next time for another awesome show of how to be a better DM until then let's roll initiative.